Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, it is uh, seven minutes after the hour. Secretary of State is going to be with us, Jay Ashcroft. Uh, that'll be about uh, 9.30. We've got uh, my favorite economist coming on board. A member of the House of Representatives from Missouri is coming on. I'll give you the details. It's going to be about Twitter and the border, among other things. But we kick the program off uh, with Nanette Holt. She is an editor and reporter for the Epic Times, EPOCH. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, you got to get this is the place to get honest news. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'm stunned at w- w- one of the topics that uh, that that she's bringing to the to the uh, program how doctors expect to take female reproductive organs from live donors oh my god what is this about nana nana welcome how are you hey great to be with you thank you for having me i'm fabulous how are you today well i'm disgusted um to think that this might actually happen do they oh, really coming. think they're going to be able to take female reproductive organs from live donors and put them into men? Oh, yes. Yeah, the plan is in place. Uh, actually, India seems poised to do this first. They they actually um, are planning. You know, so these, these complicated surgeries take some time to plan. Um, <laughs> so there isn't a specific... Uh, date in mind, but they do, uh, they do apparently have a patient. They have a, um, a plan to either use, as you mentioned, a living donor or a deceased donor and take that uterus and put it into a man, um, with the hope of helping that person in the name of equity be able to experience carrying a child. It's all about, you know, what this person wants to experience. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a difference in the pelvic structure. Well, now the plan is not to have the man at this point deliver the baby vaginally. Obviously, there is no vagina. Um, However, uh, they have implanted um, a uterus into women born without, and they have delivered babies uh, by cesarean. So that is the plan for a trans woman, which means biological man wanting to be a woman. Um, this person would have uh, a uterus, possibly from a living donor. Uh, a woman who doesn't want to be a woman but wants to live as a man would have the uterus removed and then transplanted <laughs> into the man who wants to live as a woman. Oh, this is, this is like a <laughs> this is like the football trades. <laughs> oh, oh my God! It's coming though. It's coming. They they expect it to be successful within the next couple of years. Um, like I say, this is not a, a surgery that has not you know been accomplished in a woman that does not have. You know these reproductive organs they have you know put the organs in the woman now the the body structure is a bit different they have to figure out how to get you know females females have more vascularity that can you know supply the blood needed they need to you know work that out but they they fully believe that it can happen and uh and this is this is part of what disturbed me even to another level was that they believe that this trans woman, a.k.a. biological male, will be able to fertilize an egg uh, and so be the mother and the father. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just gets more stupid with every every sentence. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's 
You, you would think we were making it up. This this would have sounded like uh, the Babylon Bee a couple years ago, but it is it is in the works. And now, you know, will be with us soon. Um, you know, 2014 was the first time a baby was actually born from a transplanted uterus, and that happened in Sweden. Um, so it's you know the the technology to make this work is there. I just remember that old margarine commercial. I don't know if you're old enough to remember it, but it's it isn't yeah. nice to fool Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Uh, yeah. Listen, uh, while we're talking, because uh, you're talking about Florida, um, you were actually weren't not weren't. I was just reading something here about Florida, but the Trump DeSantis um, thing. DeSantis is uh, running around some of the blue states talking about law enforcement. He's not declared. But he certainly sounds like someone who's going to run. Well, it's so interesting. And I do live in Florida. I'm a sixth-generation Floridian, and I manage our uh, growing Florida coverage uh, and a team of reporters here as, as well as our family team. But, yes, it's a very interesting thing with Ron DeSantis, our governor. Um, he has a tricky thing in Florida, uh, a law here that would require him to resign to run. Um, he would have to, you know, he was just sworn in for his second term, won by about a 19-point margin over the Democrat, Charlie Crist. And, you know, a lot of Floridians want him to stay where he is. He would have to resign as governor to be officially qualified and registered to run uh, in a bid for the White House. So there is uh, talk, scuttlebutt, behind the scenes that there is a big push to change the law. He's got a supermajority in the Florida House and the Florida Senate. He can get pretty much whatever he wants through. But there's a failed congressional candidate, a Republican, who says he should be forced to serve the four years the electorate asked him to serve So and elected him to serve. So there's a bit of a, um, a struggle going on behind the scenes as to whether uh, he will actually get that resign to run changed, uh, law changed. And um, and be able to so that's why he hasn't announced yet. I mean, it's um, it, it's a you know it, he can't officially be campaigning for president. However, he has a book, so he can be on a book tour. And when he was in New York City talking a lot about you know p supporting police, um, he said that he, you know that was more of an, a, re a recruitment measure because he did put in place some laws here in Florida where if uh, police officers want to leave states where they feel like they're not. You know, being treated as nicely as they should, um, you know, defund the police and all those nice things, then they can come to Florida and they get a $5,000 signing bonus just for coming into the state and signing up as a police officer here. Wow. So, so instead of campaigning, he's not campaigning officially, he's recruiting police officers. Yeah, and voters. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, this is going to get exciting. I know that uh, Donald Trump wants as many hats in the ring as he can possibly get um, so that he has that plurality advantage. Uh, but if the Republicans can hold back and just make it like a two-man race uh, between DeSantis and Trump, I think DeSantis pulls it out. I think he, uh, he, he'll prevail. Yeah, he's pulling. He's pulling ahead now among Republicans. Um, there have been several polls that have come out recently that have put him a smidgen ahead. You know, probably within the margin of error. But that's 
pretty significant to be polling a smidgen ahead of Donald Trump, as beloved as he was with a lot of Republicans. Interesting now that we have uh, Nikki Haley, who has declared a lot of Republicans see her as more of a liberal in Republicans' clothing. Um, but then last night, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, 37-year-old, uh, you know, anti-woke uh, finance guy, got into the uh, got into the race as well. So that was pretty uh, interesting development that I did not see coming. Yeah, I I actually heard that uh, that he would be throwing his hat in the ring. I I think the Republicans, uh, and this is uh, this is opinion, not news, but I think what the Republicans need to do is sit down with all these potentials that are long shots and say, look, you don't run, we'll get you a position uh, uh, in uh, with a great deal of. Uh, publicity in the new administration but you know we we can't we can't put a candidate out that doesn't have majority this time it's got can't be a plurality well right and it, it's the kind of the question is what why are you running what is your point that you're making what is it that you hope to gain clearly you know, as much as a lot of uh, conservatives would like um, Ramaswamy, a lot, like a lot of what he says, and, and he was on Tucker Carlson tonight last night and had a lot of interesting things to say that I think will resonate. But I think, you know, Republicans aren't ready to have that brand new face um, be taken you know, seriously for that um, for that role. So you wonder what's actually going on. Um, very, very interesting the way this is shaking out. And it's keeping us very busy. I was remarking to someone today, used to be in the news business, you would say, oh, we're having a slow news day. Haven't said that in years and don't see that happening anytime soon. Oh, especially in Florida. Boy, the the sparks are going to fly. Um, oh, I tell you. Yeah, this is going to be great. Nana, thank you for being with us. You could find her work at the Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H. You've got to subscribe to it. I'm telling you, it is the place to go for the inside information. Nanette Holt, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Always great to talk to you. All right. You take care. Um, all right. Uh, coming up, uh, we are going to hear from Eric Burleson. He's going to be on. We'll talk a little bit about Twitter uh, and the border. Uh, the Secretary of State, Jay Ashcroft, he's going to be with us in a few minutes. we got a lot of stuff to do today, plus your calls on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. <laughs> it's, it's 9-21. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, yeah, our conversation about the surgery that we just <laughs> heard about. Oh, if you just turned the radio on, Nanette Holt was with us from the... Epic Times, telling us that they are now going to take um, female uterus ovaries, the whole shooting match, out of women who don't want to be women and insert them somehow <laughs> into men. And then Brian and I start talking about, you'll pardon the expression, the ins and outs of this surgery. <laughs> like we know anything. Yeah, like we have a, <laughs> even the slightest clue. Oh. Well, what are we? What in the hell is the matter with people? <laughs> really, what the it would hell? It'd be is... so much easier to have a conversation with a psychiatrist or therapist or whatever. Wouldn't it before they yeah, bring out the scalpel? You reach to the knife and say, "Okay, let's get going." Oh, oh man, <laughs> these people are out of their minds. They are taking this to the to the extreme. And then if they get pregnant, what happens if they are they're taking a vacation somewhere and uh, maybe they're uh, you know, not near a surgery center, and uh, 
this guy who has the implant gets pregnant and is about to deliver. I mean, because you can't just vaginally deliver. Right, yeah. You'd have to have, oh my, <laughs> these people are out of their minds. Hey, listen, you know, I I endorse a, a company called Echo Water, uh, echowatermidmo.com uh, on the World Wide Web. They're a terrific outfit, and as usual, I don't endorse anybody unless I try their product, unless I believe that they are really a good value. And if something changes along the way, I drop them. That's It's the way I do it. Uh, because when I endorse somebody, I want you to know that I am confident that they are a good value. They're a great value, that, that, that I'm not just you know, for 30 pieces of silver, uh, endorsing somebody. So I, I, I vetted thoroughly, uh, echo water and I was reading and, and one of the things that I always say is, uh, you know, what's in your water and you know, it's the government that's piping this into your house. And how do you know if it's any good? I swear to you, this is the, uh, this is the news release from February 17, 2023, the city of Columbia, received notice of violation from the Missouri Department of Natural Resources for failure to submit samples for routine lead and copper analysis for the 2022 calendar year. They, they haven't tested for those things. <laughs> oh, no. No. Yeah. There's an old saying, uh, close enough for government work. <laughs> and this is a perfect example. So, uh, and the reason I'm telling you this, if you're, you know... Uh, in central Missouri, I don't think this will help folks in Springfield. I don't know for sure, but I know in central Missouri. Uh, go on the uh, World Wide Web and uh, look up echowatermidmo.com. Echowatermidmo.com. Uh, and have them come out. And then you don't have to worry about <laughs> whether the government is actually testing the water. They have even a clue. You should have them come out there and just literally let them test your water. And... Find out what's what's really in it, because um, <laughs> clearly the the city doesn't know. Just always, you know, like close enough for government work. Let them have it. Pipe it on in. Let them consume it. Um, all right. So Eric Burleson is going to be with us. He's a great Second Amendment uh, supporter, um, but now he's a um, member of the House of Representatives. He is. Um, He's going to come on and talk about uh, Twitter. And as you know, there's a Supreme Court case uh, that's that's uh, dealing with uh, these websites. And it really is an unfortunately complicated and probably because of the government's involvement uh, mess. But we're going to find out uh, what he has uncovered. And uh, we'll also talk to him about the border. Um. <clears throat> but uh, Secretary of State Ashcroft is going to be with us next in a few minutes. He was at the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C. all last week uh, talking about ways to strengthen uh, and protect elections. And, you know, that's something that you don't campaign on, per se. You just do it. You know, we want to make sure that everybody's vote counts. Uh, and so we're, you know, we're moving in that direction. But Republicans have to not run on that anymore. I, I don't think that gets them. Uh, uh, in, in fact, what it does is it, it kind of ties, I think, an anchor around them. 
around their neck. Anyway, so that's uh, that's part of what's coming up with the Secretary of State. Uh, then uh, let's see. Oh, and one more thing about um, Eric Burleson. He's doing a video. I guess he's setting up kind of a um, an updating. Like he's he's on an oversight committee, so he's doing a video explaining what he's tasked with doing uh, on the oversight committee. So that's uh, that's part of what's coming up today. Uh, we'll have a little conversation about the economy, the stock market. Did you see the the roller coaster the uh, stock market is on again? Yesterday I looked up and it was almost down eight hundred. Yeah, it's like oh man, what's going on? Yeah, well. Uh, you know, the, it's, it seems it's it's inevitable. They've got to continue to raise interest rates. There's just too much money out there, uh, and it's inflation. What they saw was a, a, a tick up in inflation, and it's scaring Wall Street. Uh, there's this thing with the bond market. We'll get into that. We've got my favorite economist coming on to uh, to kick that around. You think Buttigieg screwed the pooch? In East Palestine, Ohio, just think about what happened in Spain. Yeah, their officials quit because apparently they got they, they built trains that were too wide for the tunnels. You can't make this stuff up. Makes Buttigieg makes Buttigieg look good. Uh, two top transport officials have resigned over botched order for new commuter trains. That cost about $275 million. Uh, the trains could not fit into the non-standard tunnels in the northern regions of, uh, of the country. The head of Spain's operations uh, operator uh, and the Secretary of State for Transportation have now left their roles. They'll probably come here and, and uh, work for Buttigieg because that's the way we roll here. Uh, what is this? Defending yourself? What? All right. J uh, Julie, uh, let's get Julie on the line here. What's this about? Julie, welcome. How are you? I'm fine. I think I got transferred to the wrong area. Do you have a judge on your show? A judge on the show? No. Okay. Thank you, though. Sorry. Bye. Okay. Well, I kind of got confused on these little... I answered as I always do, and I said, "Are you on the current topic?" She said, "Yes, I'm calling about defending yourself." It's like, oh, "Okay, maybe Gary said something that I missed," because <laughs> we were coming right up on the break here, and yeah, wanted to get her in. All right, so we've got a, a loaded program full of great things. Did you see this uh, this report about uh, UFOs going back to the 1960s? I did not. Two Air Force vets have testified to witnessing mysterious objects turn off 10 nuclear warheads and shoot test missiles out of the sky at U.S. bases. Uh, these are uh, interviews that uh, they're having with the Pentagon's UFO office. That's, uh, that's weird. And this goes back quite a way. I guess this goes back to the 1960s. We'll try to get to that among the, uh, among the other things. Listen, if you want to send me a message, you can go to GaryNolan.com. Uh, send a message there. It'll pop up right here in the studio. And uh, you don't have to have cookies. You don't have to have... You don't have to sign up for anything. 
Just send a message. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It's uh, it's 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, 874-9390. The uh, toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, I am pleased to tell you that uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft is with us this morning. I'm sure he is going to announce, make some big major announcement of some kind here. And Do we need a drum roll or anything? Or? Uh, no, no. He'll, no. He's, he's, he's polished. He'll, he'll okay. just say... Got it. Uh, and that announcement is... You heard it here first, from me to you, the Chiefs are going to repeat next year. <laughs> oh. Woo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's exciting. It is exciting, and always glad to have you with us. Not if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> hey, let's not be well, making not fun. not a whole lot of excitement for Cleveland Browns fans. <laughs> hey, 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 this is your Might last time. will be a Cubs fan. <laughs> this is your last time on the show now, pal. <laughs> yes, remember the famous last words of every Browns fan. Wait till next year. That's what we say. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's take a look at what's going on out there. Um, is there a chance that we could be eliminating some uh, some property taxes? You know, there's a chance. Um, I'd love to see it happen. You know me; I, I don't like any taxes. I think that our goal should always be: how do we have the lowest ta- overall tax rate on the people as possible? It's got a long way to go, but, um, hey, let's keep pushing it. Let's keep calling our legislators and let them know that we want to actually own our stuff instead of rent it in perpetuity. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> you're, you didn't buy your house or your car or any of these uh, farm equipment. You're just renting them from the county. Um, so I would love to see those reduced, especially with those inflated uh, used car prices. Uh, I think Missourians got really taken for a ride all over the state uh, on their uh, uh, personal property taxes. Well, and it's a hidden increase in value. You know, they say it's worth more, but it doesn't mean that you have more cash in the bank or you have greater uh, cash flow. It's 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 a fixed instrument that you have to use, and to to penalize people because for some reason it's supposedly worth more, although it's really has the same worth to us, is is inappropriate. Yeah, it's an unrealized gain, uh, and I, th- I think it's silly to tax that. Um, you said you, it much better than me. Do, <laughs> that's all right. Huh? Well, maybe I'll run for office. I'll see if I can get uh, a job as uh, Secretary of State. No, I could not do it that well. Listen, um, with regard to um, this uh, Kirsten Henning, um, she's a soccer player that uh, refused to kneel during the national anthem. What do you what do you uh, what do you think about the uh, settlement? You know, I, I think it's it's right that she should win that case. Um, I hope that she's happy with the settlement. It never should have happened in the first place, and unfortunately, uh, we need to do things such that when when there's a settlement like that, it's not just money that's paid to the person that was aggrieved, but there's real punishment to the person that did the aggrieving. Um, we need to, to quit using, so, so often you see something like this happen, and we, the taxpayers, end up paying the settlement, 
instead of the employee or the administrator or the individual that was actually violating someone else's rights. So I'm happy that she got a settlement, but I think we need to do a better job of making sure that when individuals are responsible for these uh, bad actions, that they should pay the price, not just the taxpayers. I'm just curious to see, because my producer, Brian Hansen and I, every once in a while, we'll look at what's going on in the world, and we look at each other and we think, how did we get here? How could we possibly believe the stuff that, that we're hearing? Uh, in fact, we just had a reporter on from the Epic Times uh, where they apparently are going to... You're, I hope you're sitting down, Mr. Secretary, because you're not going to believe this. They're oh, going to grief. Yeah, I know. They're going to they're gonna take uh, the, the uterus and ovaries out of women who want to be men and transplant them into men who want to be women. Uh, and and I guess uh, maybe uh, they can even they can even have children, but it, it would be like a cesarean section. There's no vaginal delivery. Do you ever look at what's going on like that the way we do and go, how in the hell did this happen? Yeah. Uh, and what happened was we let crazy people get in charge of education and they quit teaching people how to think. They quit relying on facts and the natural physical laws of nature and physics. And they started encouraging people to uh, affirm their mental delusions. And it is a scary thing, and it's why we've got to take back education. It's why we've got to start uh, believing in science, which is funny, because the Democrats always say they're the party of science, but then they want to ignore it. Yeah. Um, along, uh, along the lines of education, because I know this is one of the, one of the things that uh, you're concerned with. I know I am. Uh, this is a, a teacher testifying uh, I believe in Minnesota. I want you to listen to this and tell me what you think. Oh, no. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. Um, the one line that I love is, uh, we must remember that the purpose of public education is not to teach only what parents want their children to be taught. It is to teach them what society needs them to be taught. Uh, give me your feedback on that one. Where to start? Well, first <laughs> off, it's not for society to decide what my children are taught. My children are not societies. They're my children. It is my responsibility. God has given those children into my care, and I am responsible for educating and teaching them and teaching them how to live upright and proper lives. The idea that society would somehow have ownership over them is horrendous. Uh, an individual that believes that sort of malarkey should never be employed in public education. Uh, well, clearly she isn't because she's more worried about non sequiturs than she is in actually teaching children how to be able to do math, how to be able to read, how to be able to write well. Um, that's what we get. And 
this is why we cannot have the government in charge of education. It's why we need to have school choice. It's why we need to break the control that our, our, our DESE and other boards of education at the state level have so that they can mandate curriculum that A, is not true, and B, is an attack on the values of parents and taxpayers. You're just singing my song. Honest to God, you are. Uh, all right, let me move on, uh, because I understand that you were in Washington, D.C. at the Heritage Foundation last week. I was. What, yeah. was, uh, what was the topic? Um, I was there to talk about election reform, election integrity, how you run elections and make sure that you have accessibility, you have security, and you have credibility when they're done. Talking about what we've done in Missouri, talking to other states about what they can do to follow our lead, and how the states can work together to make sure that we have secure elections that we can believe in. It was a wonderful thing. It's something I'm committed to. I want to make sure that Missouri continues to lead the nation. What's the biggest problem that we have with with um, securing the election? The, the two areas that I want to look at, I want to look at residency to make sure that everyone that is otherwise eligible to vote and registered has one and only one residence that they can claim so we know where they should vote, be that because they have multiple properties in the state of Missouri or because they have multiple states that they could potentially be residents at. That would really help us to clean up our voter rolls. That would really help us to make sure that um, people are voting where they should vote. The other thing that I think there's been a lot of consternation and talk about is this idea of using machines to tabulate votes versus hand counting. And I'm a big believer and not an either or. I don't believe in one method of doing it. I believe that you should have machines that you use for a quick count for your unofficial, but then you need to have hand partial recounts to audit the results. I think you need to use both systems to make sure that you're closing the loop to get the right results. I'd also like to move more people to voting in person as opposed to mailing in an absentee ballot. And I think Missouri needs to take control of the registration process in Missouri to make sure that we can require uh, proof of identity, that we can require proof of citizenship and proof of residence when people not only register, but when people vote. You know, for most of my adult life, uh, I had to go down to the Board of Elections to register to vote. I had to show up at the polling place to make my vote. Uh, and suddenly it's, uh, you know, we're going to register you when you get your driver's license. You can drop this off in the mail. You can give it. I mean, it's like there should be some there should be some uh, effort involved and, and some security involved. And it, we're getting further and further from that. So I'd like to see some of those things you talked about implemented. Uh, Mr. Secretary, we're going to give you another week to come back and and make some kind of an announcement here. But but we appreciate the one you made today about uh, about, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, thanks for being with us. Jay Ashcroft, Secretary of State of the State of Missouri. All right, uh, we've got uh, an economist coming on board, one of my favorites, a friend of mine. He and I are going to talk a little bit about inflation and where we're headed uh and and then uh, eric burleson is going to be with us it's going to be a full show on the gary nolan show the zimmer radio network hey well, welcome glad to have you with us glad to be with you 874-9390 the toll-free number is 800-529-5572 um we are uh, going to chat with uh, eric burleson in a little while um we've also got um one of I think one of my favorite economists 
uh, will be coming on the program. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on uh, with regard to this uh, inflation report and the stock market, because uh, it really uh, set a chill through the market. Dr. Murray Sabrin is going to be on board. He'll be with us in about five minutes. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, I, uh, I watched uh, uh, several... Uh, videos about UFOs and uh, a couple of experts and they really made a lot of sense and their their conclusion was that we just are not being visited by extraterrestrials it just is not happening and I I want to believe that it is I'd like to cause there's just something kind of exciting about thinking that the technology exists to travel intergalactically and to do it you know in a reasonable amount of time i would like to believe that technology and i would like to believe that there is a a benign group from another planet who have been coming by and sort of looking around and you know in the star trek like way late waiting to see where we're at in our development and perhaps bringing us all this all these new adventures but I don't think it's happening I just it, it, they, the explanations for the things that we have seen have, have all been pretty pretty thorough and then I see this story exclusive two Air Force vets testified to witnessing mysterious objects turn off 10 nuclear warheads and shoot test missiles out of the sky at U.S. bases. Uh, this has been disclosed in interviews with the Pentagon on UFOs. Uh, the office is investigating historic reports of mysterious objects interfering with key nuclear missile silos. Two Air Force veterans told the Daily Mail they have testified to the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office only only the government could come up with a name like that, um, about their experience of UFOs interfering with U.S. nuclear missiles. One email uh, shows that uh, that group's staff contacted U.S. Air Force ICBM launch officer Robert Salas uh, to gather information about his chilling encounter with an orange flying disc that inexplicably turned off 10 warheads at uh, Malmstrom Air Force Base in, in uh, Montana in 1967. 1967, Brian. Uh, another officer, uh, Dr. Robert Jacobs, had briefed this group on a 35-millimeter film that he shot for the Air Force in 1964 that allegedly caught a flying saucer shooting a test missile out of the sky. The accounts offer rare glimpses into the often classified work of the government unit tasked with pro uh, probing unidentified phenomena in the air, in sea, and in space. So these guys have been around for a long, long time. Uh, they're Apparently they're highly respected. And they're saying that uh, these, these UFOs, or UAPs as they now call them, are real and have actually interfered with our ability to uh, launch 
missiles. They've turned off nuclear. I don't. Did you know there was an on-off switch on a nuclear missile? I had no idea. You know, you wonder if somebody forgets to flip the switch and it takes <laughs> off. You go, oh damn, we forgot to arm it again. But apparently, they somehow uh, can be turned off, and uh, these UFOs allegedly did it to ten uh, nuclear missiles. Wow. You know, the other side of the argument is if they're that advanced, if they have that kind of technology, why haven't they stopped by or invaded? If they're Because they look down and they see uh, that, you know, these gender people that are confused, and they go, yeah, we don't want any of that. No, they're not ready for this. <laughs> no. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they looked at Washington, D.C. Yeah, that could be. Said, no, like no, these people are too far gone to have a yeah an intelligent conversation. <laughs> with they're, they're not ready for no. warp drive. <laughs> Wait, they, they get back home and go, nope, this is not a place that we want to go. <laughs> oh boy, that is so that is so true. All right, so that's kind of weird. Um, there's another uh, story here. Why aren't teenagers driving anymore? And I think we kind of touched on this last week a little bit. Uh, when when we were kids, you know, Brian couldn't wait to get his hands on a brand new Model A uh, <laughs> Ford. No, when we were kids, I though, would, and I still do. Yeah. Well, but when we were kids, uh, it was a rite of passage to get a driver's license and uh, to drive the car. It was there was autonomy, and um, today, kids are just not excited about driving anymore. Part of the part of the when I look out at what's going on, I think, well, that's because there's nothing really fun to drive. Everything is a pickup truck or an SUV. Uh, they're about as uh, as a, as attractive as uh, a, a, a shovel full of dung. I mean, they're just not attractive vehicles. When we were growing up, there were. Uh, and they were ubiquitous, and they were affordable. You could buy a Dodge Charger, a Chevy Camaro, a Ford Mustang. Everybody jonesed for a vet. Um, there are all kinds of great two-door cars, and they were just works of rolling art. And everybody wanted to get their driver's license. Did you know anybody in your age bracket that did not want to get a driver's license? No, uh-uh. Everybody did. The boys, Pretty the much, girls, yeah. we all did. Now... This one family had to force their son. I find that hard to believe. Because, you know, as you said, it's the rite of passage. You you know, when you turn 16, the first thing you want to do is uh, have that freedom of going out in a car by yourself. Yeah, I mean, if... You would, I can't you would actually that, that has changed. You would actually go to your parents and go, is there an errand you'd, you'd like yeah. me to run? You want me to go get you a dozen eggs? Uh, which today would require driving a Brinks truck. <laughs> but you would ask uh, for any opportunity. And this one family, they're saying they had to actually force their son to get a driver's license. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the economy next. Murray Sabrin will be with us on the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 